It's time once again for another episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Emily Rowell. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. I am Emily Rowell, your host, and I have Lawanda Hodges here with the law firm of Lawanda Hodges, LLC, a white-collar criminal defense and internal investigations firm. Lawanda, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being here. In a few words, how would you describe the law firm of Lawanda Hodges, LLC? Well, if I had to describe the law firm of Lawanda Hodges LLC in a few words, I would say that it is a firm that has the breadth of knowledge that you would expect from a larger firm, but can provide the attentiveness of a smaller firm. We use good judgment, thoughtful strategy, and practical considerations to solve. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! complex problems for our clients. And overall, our goal is to give a solution, oftentimes a creative solution to the client um, that makes sense for that individualized client. I love that. So you're not fitting them in a box that you created, but you're finding out about them and finding a plan for them. That's exactly right. Tell me, you refer to yourself as a trial strategist. What is a trial strategist? Okay. Well, I refer to myself as a trial strategist because um, trial is at the forefront of my thoughts anytime I approach a legal situation. Um, many times people refer to this as a forward thinking approach in that you are thinking about trial that comes sometimes later in the future. But I often think of it as a backward looking approach because I start with trial at the genesis or at the beginning of everything. And then I go backwards. Um, The more trials one has tried, Mm -hmm. the more one becomes a strategist. I've tried over 50 high profile cases, all of which were jury trials, receiving many of them receiving media coverage. And um, I've had had a 95% conviction rate. And although I've tried cases in many different areas, mm-hmm. at the core of it all is a strategy. And so good trial work involves good strategy. So while I've been a business litigator, I've done business litigation, a criminal lawyer, if you ask me to describe myself, I would call myself a trial strategist. I like that. Great answer. Tell me, um, what is white collar criminal defense? Briefly. Just briefly, um, white collar criminal defense is the defense of white collar crime. And so white collar crime is often used to describe crimes committed by businesses and governments. Um, these crimes include but are not limited to extortion, embezzlement, 
RICO, money laundering, crimes of that sort. And the law firm of Lawanda Hodges handles these crimes. Now, how can our listeners reach the law firm of Lawanda Hodges? Yes, you can reach the law firm of Lawanda Hodges by visiting our website at www.lhodgeslaw.com. And you can email the firm at info at lhodgeslaw.com. And the number of the firm is 404-472-0772. Thank you so much. That was Lawanda Hodges on Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. Lawanda, again, it's great to have you here. And um, your bio was very extensive. And I'm thoroughly impressed. And I'd like to go back to that and talk about what, how you got into law and, and just your story and where to get to where you are today. Yes. Um, so should, should I begin? Yes, you should. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, well, um, I went to Spelman College undergrad and I graduated from the University of Pennsylvania Law School. Um, I began practicing initially at an international law firm, uh, specifically King & Spalding, and I was a business litigator then. I then went to the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, where I remained there for eight years as a prosecutor, handling all types of crimes ranging from aggravated assaults to armed robberies, to crimes against women and children, to trafficking drug cases, to homicides and cold cases. Um, after that, I became a senior associate at a smaller firm doing business litigation. And then I... Um, ended my career in prosecution at the DeKalb County District Attorney's Office, in which I was the Deputy Chief Assistant DA in the Public Integrity Unit and organized crime, overseeing public integrity matters, white-collar crimes, gangs, HIDA, and forfeiture. Wow. Did, and when before you went to law school, when you know what made you decide to go to law school? I, I wanted to be an agent of change. I, I knew that I was going to be a public servant at some point in my career, and, and that's what I did for over a decade. Yeah. And um, now I've transitioned to the defense side, but they're all one and the same. The goals sure. are the same. The prosecutor has a job, the defense attorney has a job, and the judge has a job. And mm -hmm. if we all do our jobs well, the justice system works. I love it. I love it. So let's talk a little bit more about your firm. Um, you're a... Um, basically small firm, and you've got the knowledge and the background, obviously, of a larger firm. Um, how do you handle all your clients? Well, um, it can be difficult at times, but I try to show each very individualized attention and um, use creative solutions to conquer their issue. Um, and I also have some assistance. I have uh, private investigators, most of whom were former FBI agents, and I have forensic accountants who I work with as well. Now tell me, um, you talked about the, um, sorry, um, your firm does internal investigations. What are internal investigations and why are they beneficial? Yes. So an internal investigation is a discrete thorough investigation that is done inside an organization. And I say an organization broadly because it's not limited to a private company. It can also include nonprofits and governmental entities as well. And oftentimes internal investigations take place when an employee alleges some type of misconduct 
or when the government itself initiates an investigation. And in either case, the company or the organization is almost compelled to do an investigation inside the organization to either gather facts and um, to determine if there is, in fact, any criminal liability. So the law firm of Lawanda Hodges is able to come inside the organization, conduct the investigation, and determine whether or not there's any criminal liability or culpability on behalf of the organization or its employees. All right, just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Atlanta Legal Experts, uh, Rich Casanova, producer, engineer here. We're speaking with Lawanda Hodges. And... Um, uh, on an off note, I was looking at your um, your bio. You spent some time at the University of London? Yes, I did. Uh, I, I studied abroad when I was at Spelman College. Okay. Yes. And um, what was some of your takeaways or observations uh, from that experience? Uh, just that I think it's beneficial to be well exposed to different people in different places. I think it's part of your education overall, not only academically, but just exposure. It helps you relate to other people. Okay. And... Um, uh, back to the subject matter. I just kind of that just jumped off the page at me here. But uh, so, how do folks um, uh, seek you out? I mean, what are some of the sources that uh, people would find you and engage in your services? I guess. Yes. Well, obviously, you can go to my website, uh-huh. uh, which is www.lhodgeslaw.com. That's l h o d g e s l a w dot com. You can also send me an email at info at lhodgeslaw.com. And our business number is 404-474-0772. Okay. Um, and how do folks that don't already know about your website or have done, uh, you know, how do folks, I guess, kind of find you or like referrals or how do you establish new clients and new business, I guess? Absolutely. Um, I'm active in different organizations um, with the State Bar. Um, I'm active with the Women in White Collar organization. I'm active with the White Collar Bar. Um, and you can also just Google my name. It comes up as well. Um, if you Google my name, Lawanda Hodges, or you Google internal investigations, or you Google public corruption, those are all indicators of where I am. Yeah, that actually was uh, right on my short list as far as uh, public corruption. What are some um, examples of that? You talked about business um, um, issues with businesses and uh, lawsuits and so forth. What about some examples you've worked with in public corruption? Okay, so public corruption, I guess it's better if I kind of define what it is. Okay. So public corruption is often used to define uh, crimes um, committed by public officials. And so it's deemed a breach of the public's trust right. by a public official or some kind of abuse or misconduct on their, their part. And these cases can take place by a government-initiated investigation or by um, a complaint by an employee or someone working with a government governmental entity. And um, the law firm of Lawanda Hodges is able to help these public officials, and they are not just limited to federal public officials. They can be state or local public officials, but we are able to help them either pre-indictment, which is doing a grand jury investigation at the state or local level, or after indictment. But there's also cases when a non-public official might be accused of public corruption and that they influence the public official in behaving in a certain manner that's improper. And the law firm of Lawanda Hodges is able to help those individuals as well. And um, so how do you spend your day typically? Uh, how much time in court and trials as opposed to working one-on-one with clients? Or uh, you mentioned your investigative team as well. You have to kind of follow up on their 
uh, what their pro- projects they're working on. So, I mean, what does a typical day look like for you if there is a typical day? <laughs> well, and that's, a, and that's a good response, actually. There's not a typical day. It just varies. Sometimes I'm in court. I do federal and state court. Um, as far as state courts, I'm usually in DeKalb County or Fulton County, which is like my old stomping ground when right. I was a prosecutor. <laughs> but I'm also in federal court as well. And then oftentimes I'm visiting clients at their locations if I'm doing an internal investigation. I was going to ask you, how do people know, like, to come to you? <clears throat> like, so if there's a crime committed in the white, like a white collar crime in somebody's business or whatever, mm-hmm. like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do they know to reach you? Okay. Well, if you are, if you believe that you need a white collar criminal defense attorney, you can um, call the state bar mm-hmm. and um, they have attorneys listed by the area that they practice in. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. you can do criminal law and I'll come up there. And then specifically, if you do white collar, white crime, crime. you'll mm-hmm. find me. Um, I also am active with the Atlanta bar. So if you seek out the Atlanta bar, you'll find a list of di- a, or a directory of the people who, um, who do those um, areas of law. Um, and also you can always Google me. Now, if somebody is starting to pick, a, a, uh, I'm sorry, an, an attorney, and they want to, do you say that they should interview a couple attorneys at a time to see you know, who they mesh with? Absolutely. Is that a good idea? Yes, I think you should make an informed decision. I mean, it's a very serious decision that you're making, and you want someone that's going to be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. So you should do your research. You should interview or meet several different ones to decide whether or not it's a fit, and um, it will be an informed decision that way. That's fantastic. And obviously, um, I was kind of relating to you. We have a small business, and uh, you know, we we've got the background since you know 1979 of a big firm. But we have the personal touch of a small business, and that's what our clients really appreciate. So I know that that helps people Absolutely. feel like they, you know what you're doing, and you're going to take care of them. Absolutely. So it's wonderful to have you here. Um, did you have any I, I just think that's the new thing they call the boutique uh, firm, right? Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. You know? Uh, which is kind of gives that idea of you're more kind of hands-on. You don't have that. Um, there's certain advantages with a large company, but sometimes as a customer, you get kind of lost in that shuffle or whatever, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And the good thing about the law firm of LaWanda Hodges is that I like to say that we have the breadth of knowledge of a larger firm, mm-hmm. but we provide the attentiveness of a smaller firm because we are a small firm. Yeah. Now, what do you do in your spare time, if there's any? Well, um, most of my spare time includes being a mommy. <laughs> I have three boys, and, wow. um, and I, I, I enjoy spending a lot of time with my family, my boys, and my husband. That's wonderful. Okay, so if you could just remind our listeners how they can reach you. Yes, I'm at www.lhodgeslaw.com. That's my website, and you can contact me at info at lhodgeslaw.com, or you can reach us at 404-474-0772. That was LaWanda Hodges with the law firm of LaWanda Hodges, LLC, on Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. And good morning. This is Emily Rowell. I'm your host of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio, and I have Cameron Turner here, Senior Manager, Corporate and Foundation Relations, Atlanta Community Food Bank. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. And we're here to talk about... The legal food frenzy. We are. It is that time of year. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about it and how it got started. 
Um, well, about five years ago, the attorney general in Georgia and uh, the Young Lawyers Division of Georgia partnered with the Georgia uh, Food Bank Association, and they came together and they saw the need in our community to provide more meals, and they thought that the legal community could really band together to make tangible change in what we're doing in the city. Um, and so over the past five years, it's been um, a wonderful competition where it's it's friendly competition, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, the law offices and legal departments across the state, um, really, um, it, it becomes a fierce competition as well, yeah. um, that they really want to win, but they really uh, want to provide more meals for more Georgians. And it provides a lot of awareness. A lot I'm sure. of awareness, yes. <laughs> and you're on the show. Right. Talk about it. <laughs> and we're here to talk about that today. <laughs> so what does it mean to the food bank and why is its timing so important? Well, um, what the lawyers and the law offices um, and the practitioners across the state do is is really making life changes for Georgians. Um, but while um, the food raised and the money raised is great, the timing is really what's impeccable here. And to where um, 60% of Georgia's children are... Um, on free or reduced lunches in school. And yeah. so we, as we know, when holidays come, or especially what we're moving into, summer vacation comes, those meals disappear off the plates of mm-hmm. um, at home. And so the legal food frenzy across the state really ups the challenge for law lawyers and practitioners to get involved. Provide Let's provide summer meals for these kids and these families mm-hmm. so that they're not worrying about where their next meal is coming from. I love that. I absolutely love that. So how does this help ease the hunger problem in greater Atlanta and North Georgia? Well, um, last year alone, uh, Legal Food Frenzy raised $289,000. It's just incredible yeah. um, what the legal community did. But um, right now, one in five Georgians um, are food insecure, um, and they are having trouble getting food on the table. And it's just too much. It's, um, it's, a, it's a big issue in Georgia. And so uh, Legal Food Frenzy, um, it runs April 18th through the 28th. Uh, so we just kicked it off, and um, it's going to make really tangible change over the next couple of months of, of how we can get um, more food to more people. Now, how do we find out more? How do we participate? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. Georgia um, Legal Food Frenzy can be found at www.galegalfoodfrenzy.org. Um, it is run by the Georgia Food Bank Association, which is a collaboration of all eight food banks across the state. So here in Atlanta, um, I'm with the Atlanta Community Food Bank, and um, but there's uh, food banks across the state, Macon, Augusta, um, Athens, and Columbus, that we all band together in this fight. And all um, of the legal community, no matter where you are, can uh, participate. And the great thing is it's not just law offices either. It's legal departments and major, major corporations. It's single standing lawyers that just have their own small practice. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the competition is that um, it is divided up by um, the size of your practice or your corporate legal division so that you're competing against um, other entities that are your same size. Sure. So if you've got a small practice of just two people, you're not competing against a major corporate right. um, company with 3,000 employees. Right. So um, it's really fun and it's really engaging. 
I saw last year there was a larger firm, but they had separated into teams. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure they were really... They were super competitive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this information. This was Cameron Turner, the senior manager um, of the Atlanta Community Food Bank. And uh, she's here to talk about the legal food frenzy on Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. Cameron Turner, it's so good to have you here this morning on Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. Um, You manage the portfolio of more than 400 organizational donors um, to secure funding to meet budget goals of $3 million. Tell me more. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's just a part of what we do. The Atlanta Community Food Bank um, raises uh, close to $13 million a year for um, the needy in our community. So um, in Georgia alone, we have close to 900,000 people that are food insecure. Um, And majority of that is in the 29-county area that the Atlanta Community Food Bank serves. And so um, we stay busy year-round in getting as much food out to as many people as possible. And you also supervise the Corporate Development Manager and Grants manager. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have a great team of uh, corporate and foundation um, people that we all work together. Um, we love engaging uh, corporations and businesses and really seeing where their partnership fits in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about what they can do for us, but it's about what we can do together. And um, it's not just about a check and a handshake. It's about coming out and really being engaged in the community mm-hmm. and um, being a part of making change for those in need. So you have volunteer opportunities, I'm sure. We can do. Can you tell us about we this? We do. Um, the Atlanta Community Food Bank is blessed to have over 29,000 volunteers each year. And wow. just to make um, it clear that the community is really involved in what we do because those 29,000 volunteers save the Atlanta Community Food Bank 52 full-time paid positions. And so we are a small organization but without the volunteers, we could not do this work. Sure. So um, if anybody is interested in volunteering, they can go to our website, which is mm-hmm. www.acfb.org, and just click the volunteer tab. We have opportunities not only downtown, but throughout our region. Um, and the great thing about um, our opportunities as well is we can take kids as young as eight years old. So it's a really great family opportunity, engaging those kids at that's a young great. age. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing for them to get started. And um, I'm thinking of a couple right. kids I have at home right now. But what's even sad, what's very sad is that, um, you know, it's just in your back door. Right. You know, I just learned this year that our school, and I live in Dunwoody, I mean, it's a pretty nice area, but there's several kids just in my son's classroom. Yeah that they don't want to go home. Right. They like to have the support of the school and they like to be there because there's yeah. something, there's going to be food there. Yeah. There's going to be a roof over their head. Sometimes they don't have a place to go. And it's it's just awful to hear that. Right. What we've seen the most in the last few years is this um, movement of um, hung, food insecurity. And we call it the donut because it's really moving out of the city. It's moving into the suburbs. It's mm. around 285 in the major metropolitan counties. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming a silent problem because it's the kids that are in our schools with our, our own children, mm-hmm. but no one's talking about it. And the families are trying to keep it together, but they're having to choose between paying the rent and paying for food or paying for transportation and paying for food. We don't want families to have to make that choice anymore. Right. Right. And I mean, it's just a handful. Like if you just had some cash in your car, like some change in your car, all that just adds up. Right. Um, for every $1, it provides four meals in the community. Oh, wow. So it, it really goes a long way um, as to where 
the food donations are wonderful as well. It mm-hmm. allows us to get, we have great food partners that bring in fresh produce and fresh foods and um, really help us out. But um, every 95 cents of every dollar goes straight back to programming at the food bank. I love that. Uh, once again, you're listening to Atlanta Legal Experts uh, Radio. Rich Casanova here, your producer engineer. Um, we're speaking with Cameron uh, Turner with the Atlanta Community Food Bank. We had Bill Bowling in here uh, quite a long time ago um, as the founder, right? Yeah. And um, now he's, uh, who's in charge now? Who's running things over there? <laughs> so Kyle Wade is um, our new president and CEO. He took over when Bill retired yeah. last June. Okay. Uh, just amazing, passionate uh, story. So um, what's the biggest uh, misperception folks have that are not familiar with what the work y'all do? Um, I, th- I mean, there's several myths out there. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the the biggest things is that it, it's not happening around us. Right, so right. we're yeah. in our, when our, we're in our communities, hunger is um, under a bridge somewhere. It's right. in a homeless oh. shelter. It's not, that's just a very minute percentage of where hunger lives in Atlanta. And um, we are trying to bring awareness to that, but more importantly, we're trying to um, close the meal gap. I mean, if you're interacting with some folks, some families, are, are there some uh, telltale signs that you might not, you know, That's think a good of. Question. Yeah. Um, sometimes yes, but sometimes no. Yeah. There's um, a lot of families in the community that they just they'll want to keep it to themselves, right, right. Um, especially for the safety and the self esteem for their children. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, it's probably a tough thing for them to ask. Right. Right. That they need help, but how would they go about it? I mean, just, right. do they call or go down to the food bank, or do y'all right. deliver? Do you have out, outlet sources, or what's kind of the process? So um, the food banks work uh, with partners in the community to distribute the food. So specifically in Atlanta, the um, Atlanta Community Food Bank works with over 650 community nonprofits that hand out the food. So we are either distributing it to them or they're coming to pick it up. And then they are giving it out to the neighbors in need. Um, is there still the program around? Like uh, you think, uh, I think back in the day, Meals on Wheels for the seniors, Mm -hmm. or is there something similar that y'all offer? Because we talk about children, and right. obviously they're highlighted throughout the website, families. But right. what about seniors? How much need? There's a huge need for yeah. seniors. So yeah. we, have a, we have a senior box program okay. as well. Um, so we work with different nonprofits that um, get boxes. And the boxes hold about four or five meals for wow. those seniors. So it, it can last them a week or yeah. over a long weekend. Right. Um, but one of our newer programs is our school mobile pantry program. And so okay. what we're doing in the community is taking boxes to the families after school gets out and the parents come pick it up. And it really sets those families up for success because we know that they're getting meals during the day at school, but we also want them to have those meals continued at home at night. And a quick follow-up question to the topic on hand about the Georgia legal uh, food frenzy. I noticed on the site that um, the law schools were out, also able to compete. They are, yeah. And, uh, but that mm-hmm. did that wrap up on the uh, the fifteenth? That sure for did. Their part of the program. Do you have any? Are there any early stats in yet? Or um, I want to put you on the spot, but I'm, I'm sure those will be promoted because <laughs> I looked at last year's uh, winners and uh, across the the spectrum. Yeah. So um, I heard yesterday. <laughs> it's I don't know if it's okay. official yet, right. but um, Emory Law School right. looks to be in the lead right now. So. All right, so uh, yeah, we just have a new yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so applause for uh, Emory. They're, they're they're certainly in the top five, whatever. Maybe the in the first. We just had an right. Emory Law student as uh, an intern here in the studio. Oh, so yeah, shout out to those folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And we had Sam Owens on last year. Yes, and maybe we could get him back. 
yeah. He, Sam is a wonderful champion for this, and he really gets behind this initiative every single year. And mm-hmm. um, we are so grateful that um, he's joined us in this charge. Yeah, and he stayed for the whole show. He really enjoyed himself. <laughs> he's fun. Well, we have good coffee here in the studio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, tell us again uh, the Legal Food Frenzy. Just summarize. Uh, you know how they how long it is and how they can yeah. find out more. So the Legal Food Frenzy again runs April 18th through the 28th and you can find it at www.galegalfoodfrenzy.org. Uh, we invite all law offices, uh, law practitioners, corporate law entities uh, to get involved. Um, it's friendly, fun competition, but in the end it's making tangible change towards food insecurity in Georgia. Thanks again. That was Cameron on the Atlanta Legal Experts radio show. Um, And just as we're kind of coming uh, to the close of the show, I do have a couple of follow-up questions for uh, LaWanda here. Um, What about, uh, what's your biggest challenge uh, in your practice? The biggest challenge in the practice would be handling the level of complexity of each client while trying to provide a creative solution that's individualized for the client. Um, I can see that. Yeah. I, I think that's the best way to describe a challenge because the issues are so complex and broad, ranging from potential allegations of embezzlement to RICO, to extortion, um, but you're trying to also present a creative solution that works well for the client and minimize as much litigation as possible. I mean, I think um, myself and most folks um, uh, challenge a day-to-day operation in their business. It just seems like almost insignificant compared to like, I'm looking, you've been lead counsel of 50 jury trials. I mean, I can't even imagine... <laughs> um, and uh, some of the serious cases you've dealt with, I mean, uh, how do you um, how do you kind of separate yourself and kind of turn that off? Are you able to do that? I mean, what's uh, how do you go about doing that? Well, uh, you know, uh, the work is the work. Okay, <laughs> and I've, I've been I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, I, I've been a prosecutor for over a decade, yeah. and so you, you do the work, you do the investigation, and you take it to court and let the the legal system work on its own. And hopefully leave it in the courtroom, right? And leave it in the courtroom. Yeah. Um, and so what's next for your uh, firm or um, on the horizon? Any uh, new additions to the firm or, uh, you know, expansion or different directions? Are you kind of staying in your lane or? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much staying in my lane. I do criminal law in general, but, you know, we tend to focus on white collar criminal defense and internal investigations. But um, this is an area that we are comfortable in. Yeah. Um, I've done it for a while and, and, and we enjoy it. And I like to say we're good at what we do. Can you talk about like, uh, have you handled any like whistleblower cases? Um, and if you could talk about it in a general sense, like or one of you your can favorite na- cases. Names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would talk about it in a very general sense, but I, I, w- I would say that usually that comes under like the False Claims Act or somebody's a whistleblower. So that's kind of what compels an internal investigation. Mm-hmm. So like I said, an internal investigation is a discrete 
thorough investigation that's done inside a company Mm -hmm. to determine whether or not there's criminal liability. And usually it begins because it's been initiated by an employee or a whistleblower who claims some type of corporate malfeasance or misconduct on on the part of the corporation. Or it can be uh, external investigation from the government. And so in those cases, the organization is almost compelled to do an investigation inside the organization, hence the internal investigation right. piece, to determine whether or not there is, in fact, any criminal liability, to determine whether or not um, an employee um, is a problem, and to gather facts. Gotcha. But um, how often is an internal investigation really kind of legit? It seems like they're kind of... Um, uh, that raises some issues of checks and balances, right? Not really. really and that's actually, what you might think? N- not as, it, they are very, very common, and they are u- confidential. Okay, <laughs> and they're <yeah>. usually <laughs> done internally. Right, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but um, anytime there's any allegation of like corporate malfeasance, yeah. usually the um, proper thing to do to maintain corporate integrity is to do that investigation inside the organization. Are they generally smaller businesses that that you work with, or is it mostly larger corporations? I generally, my firm um, generally does small to mid-sized companies, um, but we're not just limited to private companies. We also can work with governmental entities as well. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've um, learned a few things I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much every day, though, yeah. Um, so that was LaWanda Hodges with the law firm of LaWanda Hodges, LLC, on Atlanta Legal Experts Radio. I am your host, Emily Rowell, signing out. Thank you again for joining Emily Rowell and her guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of Atlanta Legal Experts Radio.